This is Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. Your host, Greg Gazin. Episode 67, Umo App, Harvard Develops Speech Coach, Accounter, and more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. We have two special guests today calling us from Delhi, India, as Anshul Baggy, and from the San Francisco Bay Area, Sam Lee. Good day, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. I know for one of you it's early in the morning, and for the other one it's late at night. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Greg, for having us. It's really special to have you on because, as many of our listeners know out there, I'm I'm both the gadget guy and the Toastcaster guy. So anything that has to do with Toastmasters and gadgets and technology is really up my alley. Now, these gentlemen are talking to us today. They developed an app that will track your ahs and ums and other crutch words, which in our little pre-show interview, they caught me on the basically and the actually. Anshul and Sam, maybe just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, uh, my name is Sam Lee. I'm a first-year MBA student at Harvard. Uh, and together with Anshul and three other uh, classmates, we discovered, we developed Umo, uh, which started as a class project, but now become a real popular app and uh, become a real company. Uh, before business school, I worked at Google in New York. Uh, I actually had a few Canadian clients, so I travel up north quite a bit. Um, really excited to be here. Is the A considered a crutch word? It is. So I'm actually feeling really nervous because uh, I think both Anshul and I are going to be judged throughout this entire interview <laughs> the words we say. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's what happens when you start working on a speech coaching app. All of a sudden, anything you ever say is going to be scrutinized, particularly when it's recorded on a, on a mic. Absolutely. Anshul, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself and then let's get into the app because I'm, I'm excited to hear more about it. Sure, we'd be excited to tell you about it. I'm a classmate along with Sam at Harvard doing the, the MBA program there. Prior to my MBA, I was based out of India, building a, an education company to teach K-12 students. These are young primary, middle, high schoolers how to code. My background is actually in computer science. I just said actually, there you go. <laughs> I, I was working in various tech roles, doing software development and product management, and then decided to change paths, do a bit of consulting. I was at McKinsey & Company, and then left to build this education company, and then came to Harvard and met these wonderful folks I'm building Umo with now. I was just thinking, I interviewed an individual a few years back, and I think we had a, it was a fairly lengthy podcast. I edited out six or seven minutes of the ahs and ums. Wow. I think I'm going to have to leave them in today, just, just so that we can be fair, I think. Absolutely. We're happy to play this game with you. <laughs> Super. So tell me about the app. This app is called Umo. It comes from, visually, it comes from the ums and the uhs that we are trying to catch in people's speech. And um turned into Umo, and we thought Umo was a cuter name and cuter pronunciation, so we went with that. Umo is your personalized speech coach. What that means is as you speak, it will listen to you and in real time give you feedback on how you can improve your speech. And as you mentioned, Greg, one of the features in this app is it catches you on your crutch words. And you can provide a customized bucket of words that you want to track for yourself. So the ums and uhs are built into this. That's predefined. You can also track actually, basically, you know, I mean, and you can add your own. So it doesn't have to be just for filler words. It could be legalese if you are a lawyer trying to speak less legalese. It could be business speak if you are a consultant trying to use that language less in your everyday conversation. Whatever it is you want to track, you can add it. So filler words is one of the features in Umo. We are also tracking people's pace 
over time in words per minute, syllables per minute. We're tracking volume over time, the variation, and pausing and clarity, which is a measure of how well you're pronouncing different words. And we present this to the user after they finish speaking in a report card, and they can dig into whatever they want to dig in and see visualizations and, and become more self-aware and intentional about their speech. Our goal with UMO is to encourage people to become intentional. And that does not mean you should never use filler words. It, it means depending on your context, you should do what you want to do, and you should be able to have technology supplement whatever other tools you're using to become a better speaker, to do things that a human being cannot do so easily. So we have human speech coaches out there whose profession it is to guide you to become a better public speaker. But even for them, it's very challenging if you're giving a, a five-minute or 10-minute speech to keep track of everything you've said. Our working memory is pretty short. Even if we record the speeches, it can be challenging to give that sort of detailed feedback. And not everyone has access to a speech coach in their lives. So we wanted to build a technology-based personalized speech coach that is accessible to everyone and helps them become more intentional in their public speaking and day-to-day -day conversation. Sam, what's your take on it? Yeah, I think Anshul did a great job covering the app. Uh, I just want to say a little bit about uh, the team. So we, are, uh, we started with five Harvard MBA students. Uh, as I said, this was a, a school project, but we soon realized the market opportunity and the value that we're creating is, is really huge. Uh, so we got a wonderful developer to help us, uh, and uh, four of us are also software engineering, uh, have software engineering background. Uh, so we developed the app throughout the school year. Uh, we launched the app on April 27th, and it has since uh, got many downloads. We're featured on the App Store. Uh, we got pressed on Business Insiders and Hacker News and uh, Product Hunt. Um, we're really uh, pleasantly surprised about uh, how the app has come so far. And over the summer, we're adding more new features to support different languages, different dialects, and also adding new analytics uh, to the app itself. I noticed in the latest version that you've added the pause feature. I think that's really good. That's a great one. I think we are slowly figuring out uh, what people want. Uh, we're talking to our user constantly. We also have advisors who are professional speech coaches that help us identify features to prioritize. Now, just to clarify, the pause was the ability to stop the recording, but I know that's one of the challenges sometimes in speeches, right? Is actually pausing. One, two, three. Yeah, uh, yeah there's two different pausing features. Yeah, one of the one is uh, what you just said. You can pause the recording. recording. Uh, we also have one that is, uh, it will, rec will notice where you have a pause in your speech, uh, and you can, in the same dashboard, you can review your entire speech and see where you have a longer pulse, and you can decide whether that's good or not. Uh, and as Anshul said, be intentional to make improvements. Now, I know we're working with audio here. We're on a podcast, so we don't have any visuals. But can you just maybe walk us through, just walk us through the menus or walk us through, maybe not the menus, but just walk us through the app as how you would use it and maybe some of the features that people can expect? Right now, the app sits on your iPhone. So it'll be on your screen with the app icon. You'll click into it it'll open up a screen where you can tap a button to start speaking and analyzing. So it's just a simple button in the center of the screen. Once you tap it, it gives you a countdown and then begins analyzing your speech. As you're speaking, you will see the text that you are speaking, your transcript, appearing below that button as you speak. If you say a filler word that you have added to our bucket of words you want to track, for example, if I say um or oh while I'm speaking, it'll show that word, it'll highlight it in red, and you have the option of turning on a buzz or a beep so that in real time, as you see that, in addition to highlighting that red, 
in the transcript that's scrolling through the app, it will beep at you and give you that real-time feedback. Once you hit the stop button or the pause button, you see a report card. So that's where it gives you more detailed feedback beyond just the filler words. The report card, like you would see on a Fitbit or any other self-improvement app, has a couple things you can click into for details. So there's something about all the words that you spoke and seeing a histogram or word frequencies for every single word. The reason we have that feature is oftentimes in our speaking, we say words that we don't even know we say, and we say them much more than we think we do. For example, in my own speeches, I found myself saying words like today far more times than I thought I would. And it's not a word I would have thought about. It's not something I would have been intentional about. So we have an all, all words feature you can click into and see the frequencies of all your words. We have a filler word feature, which shows you just the words you've defined and how many times you spoke each of them and where you spoke them in the, in the transcript of your speech. So when you tap one of the words, you can see where in your transcript it appeared. Then we have pace, we have volume, we have pauses and clarity. And each of those is a graph which shows you over time your variation. For pace, it measures words per minute. For clarity, it measures pronunciation on a scale of 0 to 100. We have different metrics for different things we're tracking. And for all of them, we show a graph to show over time how you varied in the speech. And you can tap any point on the graph to see which word was being spoken at that time. Well, that's interesting. There's one thing to add to Anshul, I think all of the features that he mentioned uh, in the screen, you will see uh, your transcript along with those words that you're tracking or those pulses that you're tracking, uh, which means you can actually review your entire transcript and see where you have uh, spoken the filler word, you, where you have pulsed. And that is really our philosophy of giving you, the user, the control over the entire transcript, and you can review your, your speech and make improvements accordingly. Two things come to mind here. First of all, you brought up something really interesting, is not only the use of filler words, but where in the transcript they appear. Because if you use a filler word on a regular basis, and again, mine are basically and actually, if you use a filler word on a regular basis, one, you can try to find a way of reducing it. But if you know where in the speech it is, then you might be able to say, instead of using that word there, Maybe it's a crutch, maybe it's a bridge, right? There's a pregnant pause. Exactly. Maybe there's an opportunity to use a different word instead. I thought that was actually quite interesting. It provides a context for you. Our goal is to give you that self-awareness of what you're saying, but to also supplement that with the context piece. So you can decide, is this something that I'm okay with? Is it something that needs to be different? And that applies not just for filler words, but for every single feature on there. For your pauses, you can see where you paused, between what two words were your biggest pauses and were those intentional or were those accidental? And then you decide which ones you want to keep or change. Even for clarity, we're not telling you what is good pronunciation or bad pronunciation. You might sometimes want to slur two words because in English, in American English, there's, there's a certain element of being natural in your speaking. And sometimes being natural means having an intentional slur or having an intentional disfluency here and there to connect with your audience. So our goal is not to be prescriptive about what is good speech. It's to show you that there are benchmarks out there that speech coaches recommend, but it is up to you to decide how you want to use the data coming back from this app that we have built. If you're seeing where it's occurring, then you can think in your mind, okay, what was I thinking at that point? Yeah. Okay. So I think when we, when we first uh, designed the app, we just showed the uh, statistics of the filler words. 
And we decided it's not very helpful because I wouldn't remember where I spoke it and I can very hard to make any changes. That's why we insisted to add the transcript uh, to the screen and that makes the whole user experience much more friendly. Now, can you play it back and can you save the transcript and the audio? So in the current version, uh, you cannot. We are building uh, the tool in the next uh, over the next few months to have you be able to save the statistics uh, over your speeches. So think about it: you log in with your account, and you have you can view all your past speeches, how many filler words you you have spoken uh, in your past speeches versus today, and you can track that over time to see if you are making improvement. Uh, we have uh, internal debates on whether we save the audio uh, or transcript uh, just for uh, privacy reasons. Um, but we're also working with uh, speech coaches who are using this app in a professional setting, and it makes much more sense for them to have access to their students or their own transcript and audio to make uh, after, like after speech analysis. Greg, I just want to emphasize one thing that Sam is, has just mentioned. We've been incredibly fortunate to have users that are so engaged with what we are building and who are so invested in helping Umo become a product that is useful. And speech coaches come to mind there. They have been reaching out to us as soon as they heard about Umo and saying, let us help you build this because ultimately this is a product that we would use as speech coaches because we want technology to supplement what we do. We have our students, we have our customers, and we want to help them track. And so some of these ideas, the feature you mentioned of saving transcripts over time, that is the most popular request from speech coaches. And therefore, we, we know that this is something that people really want. A couple other things we've heard from speech coaches are track the pitch as well. I want to hear within a word and within sentences and across different words, how is my pitch fluctuating? Do I have something called upspeak where I'm speaking in a rising tone or am I speaking in a falling tone? And that's something that has been a, a very popular request from speech coaches. So we are fortunate to have this community that is helping us build and we are iterating on the app along with them. That well, sounds interesting. I was just thinking, we had our club meeting last night and there were a couple of people, there was a number of speakers and I remember one was ending a sentence is kind of dropping at the end. Right. And sometimes you might want to drop at the end and sometimes you might want to ask in a rising tone. For example, in, in American English, when we ask questions, we tend to end in a, in a rising tone. So that's a good thing. But if you're ending your statements, not your questions, in a rising tone, it has a certain effect on the user and we want to present that information so you can be conscious of it and then decide accordingly. I think you're also, you had also mentioned in our previous conversation that you're also reaching out to Toastmasters. I think that is a perfect place to get some feedback for your app. Yes. So we've been visiting the Boston Toastmasters Club and testing this with their members and seeing how we can build a product that is truly helpful. And what we've been hearing from the Toastmasters, the executive team based out of Boston, is that this might be an app that would be very popular as prep for the speeches that the members of Toastmasters give. So within the meetings that you have, it seems like there are people, uh, human beings, who are counting. There's a grammarian and there's other roles and people are counting the number of times different filler words are said, and that's done on purpose, and that, that should not be replaced. That, that allows people that are in those roles to participate and to be engaged, and there's many reasons why that's a wonderful way of running Toastmasters, but when it comes to people prepping their speeches the night before or the week before, Toastmasters is very interested in potentially rolling this out for their members. Yeah, I think, thinking about what Anshul was saying, like. As we are building through the app, iterating on the features and talk to more and more users, 
we discovered that this is not meant to be a replacement uh, for a human speech coach, but rather a companion uh, for individuals and those communication professionals to run their sessions more effectively and replace a lot of the manual tasks such as counting ums and ahs with technology. And that is only available uh, recently. So we're really excited to partner with Toastmaster and other communication professionals to get into the game, but not really as a replacement. I think you need to find a good balance because the role of the ah counter is not only to track the ahs and ums and other filler words for the speaker, but it's also an exercise in listening. In fact, the ah counter role is something that's evaluated in the leadership manual for Toastmasters, the first level of leadership. Right. I'm also thinking that the app can be a great tool also in preparing your speech. So if somebody could be just dictating notes or comments or just running through a dry run off the top of their head, it's recording, so it's keeping track of the words, but it's also keeping track of all the extras, the inflections, the tones, the crutch words, the pauses, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. The things that it's harder for a human being to keep track of. Okay. I'm curious a little bit about the technology behind it. I, I read somewhere that IBM's Watson was involved, or can you share any of your trade secrets? So it's, it's hardly a trade secret. We have built... So we are building UMO on top of a lot of research and work done by... PhDs who have worked on speech recognition, and a lot of experts, language experts and speech recognition experts, we are using IBM Watson for now for this prototype of UMO, and we are experimenting with a number of other speech recognition tools. And we see UMO using a couple different technologies. There's the speech recognition, which as you identified right now uses Watson. There's a lot of custom speech detection and voice analysis that we will build on our own, on our end, to do things like the frequency and the pitch detection and calculating up speak and, and ending on a rising tone versus a falling tone, those kinds of results are not provided by speech recognition engines that have to be done manually. Similarly, if we want to detect filler words and disfluencies that are not part of American English, for example, in Canada, we hear that people say a different filler word. We've heard a lot of Canadians say eh. <laughs> instead of uh, um. Absolutely. We've heard a lot of Latin Americans say uh, instead of uh, an um. And to be able to detect those things will require custom development on our end. And it's machine learning at, at its fundamentals. And we are training different language models, providing it and feeding it examples of sounds from these different geographies until the system learns how to classify a particular sound as a filler word from a particular locale. And that is where the custom development efforts will, will be focused on. Even though we use Watson, we are building a layer of analysis on top of Watson, which does things like mapping the different metrics, such as words per minute, to specific words and phrases. Sam talked to you about how we want to provide visualizations where we overlay your progress over time. So if you gave the same speech in a prep session over five times, we want to show you how did that improve over five times. So that analysis layer is something we are building completely in-house and are lucky to have a team, uh, the majority of whom is actually former CS and uh, computer science people. Well, you mentioned Watson, maybe for the benefit of people who are not familiar with uh, what Watson is. Yeah, Watson is uh, IBM's suite of technologies that they uh, release to the public. Uh, you probably known the name as the uh, computer that plays chess with the chess master. But they also have a bunch of technologies, including the one that we're using, which is speech-to-text translation. Uh, we, we call it speech recognition. 
they also have uh, natural language processing and sentiment analysis uh, and a suite of technologies that are available to public. I can see it being really helpful. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the, the Toastmasters speech competitions. Oh, no. We'd love to learn. They happen at a number of levels, and but typically what happens is that you develop a speech and you, you get feedback. And what will happen is I entered a humorous speech contest, and the speech that I started with after probably 20 or 30 iterations ended up as a totally different speech. And I can really see the value. Like I record all my speeches. That's one thing I profess is... And I tell people, record your speech. Video is ideal, but at least get the audio so that you can listen, so that you can hear what the audience is hearing, you can see what the audience is seeing. But I can see a huge value in being able to use an app like this to continually review that same speech as it progresses, and you can see how you're moving forward. Or maybe there's some challenges that you're having. I can see, I can see a huge, I can see a huge value. Have you guys talked to the uh, Dragon people yet? People have reached out to us from people who have worked on Dragon before and who have used Dragon. We're yet to have conversations with the folks building that technology. We are very aware that there's a lot out there and we plan to evaluate all the different options. So Dragon's, the nuance, the Dragon speech kit is one of them. There's Apple, which is considering opening up Siri to developers as of their WWDC conference later this summer. We know that Google has opened up its a cloud speech API, and Google has fantastic speech recognition, but there are constraints, and those constraints come in the form of how many minutes you are allowed to track in one session and to recognize in one session. So for Google, for example, currently there's a limit of two minutes. They might change that over time. The other constraint is obviously costs, and we think that as each of these players enter the, the speech recognition market, the cost will, will go down, benefiting any developer or any organization like Umo that is building on top of this research. But that is something we are, we have pushed back and in the favor of in the short term, building a good product and testing quickly, getting a lot of feedback from real users. And that's what we've been focusing on. So for now, we've been going with Watson and it remains to be seen whether we continue to use Watson or switch to a different technology. And just to, just to add on to Anshul, uh, Watson or any other of the services that he mentioned is just a speech recognition part of it. That's the enabler for our analysis, but it's not the complete picture. So we are building our proprietary uh, technologies as well as just logic on top of the transcript that we got from the speech recognition engines, uh, which includes like what is a good time to say a filler words, what is a good time to pause, and to create cognitive feedback that the app can give to the users. And that's, I think, what's going to make this app unique is because we build on top of the transcript and have this uh, analysis that are very specific to this use case, which is becoming a better speaker. And I don't think any of the big players would build uh, technologies specifically around that. And that's something that I think Ulmo uh, will really be good at uh, going forward. Okay, that just brought up another question. Is when you're running the app, are you running it at the app level on the device or does the individual need to be connected to the internet while it's, while it's running? Yeah, that's a very good question. For now, for the part that uses Watson to do speech recognition, it, is, it requires a, a network connection. That does not have to be Wi-Fi, but just some sort of connectivity. When we talk to you about the custom analysis we would be doing, detecting the Canadian disfluencies or the Latin American <laughs> disfluencies, those kinds of things. Eh? Yeah, exactly. Eh? So to do those kinds of 
filler word detection, we will be doing that locally because we are building those language models ourselves and we can take audio data coming in and do that directly on the phone. The reason we would not do that for all of speech recognition is, as we mentioned earlier, there's a lot of amazing work and research that has gone into Watson, into Google, into Dragon, and we don't want to reinvent the wheel there. So we would like to use the best, the, the expertise of the people working on it and just put our best foot forward building on top of those things. So for those, we will be using the network. Oh, super. So how can people find out more about the app? You can go to umoapp.com, which is our website. We will be updating that with any new launches. And the best way is just to go to the app store and download the app. That way you can, once you download it once, you can keep getting the updates as we push them out, which will be pretty frequently. Sorry, well, we'll, we'll be happy to answer any questions through uh, hello at umoapp.com as well. Okay, so that's umoapp.com. Exactly. The app is reasonably priced at $1.99 US or $2.79 Canadian. And of course, I'm sure it's probably available in other local iTunes stores. Mm -hmm. It requires an iOS device running iOS 9. And just one quick plug, we are releasing uh, a few other languages, including a few more dialects, such as the UK dialect uh, in, in the next few weeks. Jolly good. <laughs> <laughs> we, we would love, from, from anyone listening to this, we have, as we mentioned, been really delighted with the response from the community, from the public speaking community and the speech coaches community. We really love the feedback we've received. And to all you people out there working on speech, and public speaking and day-to-day -day conversation, we would love to hear how we can make a better product for you. Sounds good. Sam, any final words? Uh, try Umo. <laughs> <laughs> well, gentlemen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for sharing. For those of you who are interested, please feel free to check out the Umo app. You also have a Facebook page as well? Facebook.com slash Umo app. Umo app. Just remember Umo, not Sumo. Exactly. <laughs> With double M. The way it looks right now, it's absolutely super, and it looks like the possibilities are virtually endless. I really appreciate the fact that you're getting not only speech coaches involved, but you're also looking at the Toastmasters community because it is a huge community, 15,000 clubs, a third of a million members. I'm sure you'll get lots and lots of feedback. We are excited. Anshul, Sam, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for being on the show today. Thank you. Thanks so much, Greg. Just some kudos that go out to Jenny Zender, who alerted us to the UMO app. Jenny is a distinguished Toastmaster with the Traveling Toastmasters at the Expedia headquarters in Seattle. Thanks, Jenny. Once again, this is Greg Gazin. We appreciate you tuning in. We'd also appreciate it if you enjoyed the podcast to leave us some feedback on iTunes. Thanks for tuning in. Until the next time. This episode was sponsored by Corey Outsmarts the Butterflies, a new book by Greg Gazin, geared to ages 8 to 80. Whether you want to improve your speaking skills or build your confidence, this short read is suitable for all ages. It's available at outsmartingthebutterflies.com.